0: Christina from Gravel Trap F1 here and I've got some big news. As you're well aware, Formula 1 is not the only open wheel racing out there. So, the Gravel Trap is expanding its repertoire into IndyCar with a new podcast called Gravel Trap Indy, hosted by myself and our newest member of the Gravel Trap family, Justin Reschke.
1: That's right, Christina. If you're a longtime IndyCar fan or an F1 fan who's been curious about Indy but don't know enough about it yet, We're making a show for you.
0: We'll be covering both current events, races, driver market news,
1: as well as digging deep into the rich history of IndyCar to recount some of the most exciting stories ever to come out of the sport.
0: Join us. It's going to be a blast. Look for Gravel Trap Indy wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey there, listeners. The summer break is almost over, but we didn't want to leave you without something to listen to while you wait for the next race weekend. Earlier in the season, it had come to light that two of us had not seen a single Pixar Cars film, which is kind of silly considering we have our own motorsport podcast, and one of us had not seen a single Star Wars film. So, we cut a deal. We'd go and watch as many Star Wars and Cars films as we could, get back together and record our reactions. Enjoy this little detour, and we'll see you right back here next week after the action in Zanvort. Christina, you want to go first on Cars?
0: On Cars? Okay. So, I finally, I I will say, I didn't get to watch all three. I was highly ambitious, and I thought I was going to get through all three. I got through the first one, and I cried. Like, just, just, it made me cry. I was like, the sportsmanship! and uh oh i just i loved all the tiny little details about how like anytime you do a film adaptation a lot of the times they don't necessarily get the real world facts right Mm -hmm. and i mean this is a universe where the cars are alive (laughs) so you know real world is very subjective but i enjoyed like the real dynamics of a pit crew the real like you were seeing all the flag system being used and the lead car, like all of those little things where it was just like, I get it. I get it. I understand <laughs> that, like, importance of those dynamics and why it's critical in this moment. Like, I get it. I I also, on that first lap, spoiler alerts in this for anybody who hasn't watched Cars, Um, in the opening lap, where like, I knew he was going to get a puncture. Yeah. I was like, I see where this is going. <laughs> I know exactly okay. where you're taking this car's puncture in terms the,
1: the of the double. I'm sorry. In terms of realism, am I wrong in saying that they said the piston 200 or 300 was 200 laps instead of 200 miles? Because isn't that like the, the Indy 500 is 250 laps at two miles Yeah, a lap. Mm-hmm. So it's 500 miles. Whereas in the, in the movie, they were intimating that the piston 200 was 200 laps. So short of it being a mile-long track, wouldn't that... Okay, I guess I'm answering my own question. I'll go now.
0: Maybe it's a mile-long <laughs> track. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember them specializing... It's a movie for kids. Um, <laughs> specifying. Yeah. I don't know if they specified the length of the track, but yes, they did have the countdowns for the number of laps. Uh, but Cars 2. I, I started watching Cars 2, and I was like, this is... Out of left field. Yeah, it's a it's a big deviant from cars
2: one. Before we go into cars two, though, I do have a couple of questions. What did you think of Guido? Which one was Guido Gingo? and Luigi?
0: The um oh, the, okay, okay. the Italians. Okay, yes. Okay. I in my mind, they're just the little Italians. Yeah. Like I I keep in my head I call the little guy pit stop, because they always call him pit stop. Oh, right? Oh yeah, because he goes pit stop. <laughs> yes. I didn't clock it initially that he had a name that wasn't pitstop. That's okay. <laughs> I'll I'll rewatch it and and get all caught up on the lore at one point or another. But so fun. So sweet. So good. So Just I like, didn't
2: know this. Adorable. And I've seen the movie a million times and my husband who can quote the entire movie to you like cold. Oh. He has seen it a million times. Um he shout out to my followers on Instagram because you guys are the realist because you guys they messaged me when I posted the thing about you guys watching cars for the first time. And I said something about Lewis Hamilton may or may not make an appearance in the second movie. And a bunch of my followers were telling me in my comments, they're like Michael Schumacher's in the first one. Mm-hmm. And I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he voices the Ferrari at the end that goes and visits Guido and Luigi. Mm-hmm. he voices okay. himself he's like because like that's why that's why uh luigi like dun, passes out when he sees him because he's like ah! <laughs> michael schumacher like, okay the out. voice did
0: sound familiar yeah it's I michael. Was like this is a this is a really good like this is a voice yeah <laughs> okay
2: that makes sense yeah i thought that was cool and i was i just it gave me a lot of respect for pixar and the way that they make movies that they made cars and brought in for all three of the movies brought in relevant people that are in Mm motorsport to be a part of it i just think that's that's really cool and they built the king after he's modeled after um oh gosh nascar legend richard petty yes he's voiced
1: by richard petty
2: yeah but he's also like like the car and everything is is like modeled after his car
1: I, I went on, I was, I sat there on IMDb, the whole movie. And every time I heard a voice, I would just scroll through the cast list to see who did it. Cause they would change the names um, of the, like even the, the announcers were mm-hmm, actual announcers, mm-hmm. but they would change the names to be car related. Mm-hmm, yeah. And to be honest, like the first movie I thought was great. I thought it was, it mm-hmm. was a good movie. Um, I love, you know, a lot of the detail and, and tie-ins to the real motorsport world. But my favorite part of that entire film was the post credit scene where they're watching all the pixar movies redone yeah. with cars <laughs> like monsters inc with cars <laughs> toy story with cars because tim allen came back to play yeah either, either he came back or they used his voice from the original film and just made a cars animation version yeah but i saw that tim allen was in Listed and Tom Hanks was listed in the credits. I was like, Where? I'm watching the whole movie looking for the, the, the Buzz Lightyear car because I saw it listed on IMDB and it wasn't there. So
2: yeah, they really they pulled out all the stops to make a joke. They pulled out all the stops for mm-hmm. the Cars movie. But okay, moving on to Cars Two, they go international. I, you meet Francesco. I go ahead. Yeah. Go.
0: I liked the spy characters. I really did. I thought that was fun. But I really do wish that they had less of the spy stuff and more of just that international circuits. Mm-hmm. Like that—that that is a very fun concept. Like we explored American oval racing and now let's explore these other styles. I i appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the the whole spy angle, it kind of got lost on me. I was like, this is not... It's not enough motorsports. Well, and I think that, like, having the
2: Mater character was kind of the star after they made Cars 1. And so they mm-hmm. knew going into Cars 2 that they needed to maximize on Tow Mater uh, mm-hmm. more so than Lightning McQueen, but that Lightning McQueen was still essential. And because mm-hmm. um, it definitely... Cars 2 definitely feels like Mater's movie. It doesn't really feel like yeah. it's Lightning McQueen's movie. But my husband will quote the don't eat the pistachio ass cream all the time
0: anytime that.
2: we get sushi it's always don't eat the pistachio ass cream <laughs> but did you catch lewis in mm-hmm. cars 2 yeah
1: yeah oh yeah i that
0: was quality
1: I, I i like christina appreciated the international circus and the change-up i actually thought it was a very interesting attention to detail where they made the circuits have dirt and technical sections and you know high speed sections because if you're going to intermix all these types of cars mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna you should include that i don't know if it it's something that made sense to the younger audience uh, on a That's technical true. level but it was something i i definitely really enjoyed i unfortunately spent most of the movie very confused like it was the it's one thing to be in Radiator Springs and everything kind of makes sense with the world with only cars and no humans. But then you start traveling the world and you have like a spy who's like using grappling hooks and they're going on oil rigs and they're going around like Paris and Italy. And I'm wondering why are there sidewalks? Like, why is this world <laughs> still built for humans, but just a little wider for cars? Like, we're still drinking yeah. drinks out of martini glasses. We'll we'll include straws. Like everything... Everything points to this was a world filled with humans. They're gone now, and the cars took over and have modified it to fit their needs, but not really like customized it to. It wasn't built from the ground up for cars. Is is what I, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh my god!
2: Well, because you're dealing like with a lot more buildings. Like with the cars, one you're only ever in Radiator Springs,
0: mm-hmm. or you're mm-hmm.
2: at a track, and it's really easy to adjust the track to fit only cars because car- tracks are already kind of made for. Cars, anyway, um, mm-hmm. but once you're taking them to Paris and to, you know, all over the place, that the world building gets a little more difficult.
1: And if you're an airplane, mm-hmm. like like you're a car, you're a person equivalent, but you're an airplane. You move cars around, so like you're sort of require. Like that's the only job. Like if you're an airplane who doesn't want to fly people around, what do you do? Like that that you're forced into that job. Are you built or are you created? Are you born, like are these are these cars being like, you know, spawned by other cars? Because they said built when they referred to other early models of the uh, the lemons, and they were talking about how many cars were built doing this, and they were looking at all those different uh, models of car. They they said built, not born or made. They said made. So they're being manu- well, that man- manufacturing that- this is like Skynet is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is this could lead to like a whole.
2: That's like deep diving into the philosophy and theory uh, of yeah. just, the Cars movies.
1: It had to be a challenge for the for the artists to be like, all right, we it's a it's a movie with cars. We're taking him out of the desert. Now he has to grappling hook off a boat onto a oil rig and move around. Uh, yeah, every room has to have enough space for a car to get in and out the garage in the first one where they goes into Hudson's garage and he's able to get in there, turn around and get out the bathrooms, get in, turn around, get out. Like everything has to, they don't look as big as as they should be, but then they drive in there and it seems to fit. It, It was just an interesting challenge to create a world for cars to have to navigate, but it looks exactly like the world we're familiar with. And I, I, I did kind of get distracted with that through a lot of the movie.
2: Well, I'm just Mm -hmm. glad that you guys have watched him and now you're going to get the references because remember after the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix when Lewis went dark and like no one heard from him for like a month on social media? Mm -hmm. And then he posts that photo in like Sedona, Arizona and everyone was like, oh, he's fine. He's just been in Radiator Springs this whole time. (laughs) That was like the joke. Everyone was like, "Oh, he Lightning McQueen, and it's just been in Radiator Springs to like get himself back together, and now he's fine." And now I'm like, yeah. "Now they're gonna get the jokes. Now they're gonna get it," <laughs> because he posts this photo in like Arizona. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, the, you'll see. Good. You'll start to see cars jokes everywhere. So, it of course, and you'll also. see Francesco Bartoli with the uh, "I am triple speed." You'll see that now everywhere. So since we last saw you, we, since I last saw you guys, um, I have watched six of the Star Wars movies, six of the films, because that was the agreement we would watch. I would watch Star Wars if you watch Cars. Thank you, everybody, for holding up our ends of the agreement. Um, I made a grieve, grievous, grave error when I started. And I thought we start episode one because that's how most things start. And I texted you guys, and then it was like immediately, all caps. No, no, turn back! Don't do it! (laughs) No, you're starting it wrong. (laughs) I'm just flooded. So I was like, stop everything. (laughs) Um, turn over. Turn the ship around, and uh, watched four, five, and six, and one, two, and three. Um, I will say for our listeners. I had not seen the movies previously. However, I do know the spoilers. So like it wasn't ruining anything for me in me starting on episode one Um, because my little brother who I love, Chip, if you're listening, I'm shocked that you're listening, but also I love you. Um, He used to watch when we were little and I remember we were in like on a road trip with my family one time and we were in the car and I've only ever seen the lava scene from episode three <laughs> with Anakin the and Padme. high ground and yes I've only and yeah. I wasn't even listening like he had his headphones in so I've like literally like, no subtitles I just see this man on lava these two men on lava with lightsabers a girl laying on the ground I'm like what's going on and I glance over and my brother is crying like my little brother's crying and so I'm worried <laughs> I'm like are you okay and then he like finishes the movie and then explains to me what's going on. So that was why I know that's how I know that Anakin is the dad and everything. But, um, I will say it was really, they were good. They were really good. And my husband has seen them before and he watched them with me. And he kind of said to me, he's like, they get better as they go. Like the more you watch them, the better that they get. Because when I first started, I was kind of like, I mean, I kind of get the hype, but like, you know, I love Marvel movies and I'm like, but Marvel's better in my mind as I'm watching like 30 minutes of one of these Star Wars movies. But then as I kept going, I was like, you know what? These are good. I love the Ewoks. They're precious. Big fan. At first, I will say the Star Wars scenes are so short. That kind of caught me off guard. Like each scene is really short. And I was like, that was an interesting choice because I feel like it made it a lot bigger of a project. When you have such short scenes, you have to have so many more costumes. You have to have so many more set locations. You have to have so many more like CGI options, whatever, when you have short scenes because you have to have more scenes um, Mm -hmm. in different places. It's a really good concept. I think it laid the ground for most of modern, you know, movie making today. I had a lot of fun looking up the actors and like what they've been in since then. And I've made it all the way through episode six. So, how many are there after six? Like, when do I start getting Just, into the TV shows? There's three more? three more main Four. timeline
1: movies. Four. Rogue Four movies. One is, I consider Rogue One the, the cap. And you can watch Rogue One next. It doesn't, okay. I, I, I think you're probably better off watching it next. Okay. Because it, mm-hmm. It, it really does, ca- it adds a nice little happy meal to the original okay. six. And then there's the next three, I guess are the most recent three, which are, you know, the next generation of that story.
2: Mm. Okay. Um, yeah.
1: And they were okay. I don't know. I, I'm sort of ambivalent about them. But yeah. They, okay. They were- here's, yeah. My one, here's my one
2: question. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. So many times while i'm watching the movies i would think to myself you have the force why aren't you using it right now to grab your lightsaber like when Mm -hmm. liam neeson when he died i'm like my dude you could have like forced your way out of this moment like use the force like move with the force (laughs) (laughs) move
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be a meme use
2: the force move (laughs) like the force only is used I feel like when it's not as convenient whereas like the most convenient moments to use the force we're not using the force like if Yoda can force hold like half of a mountain over someone from like hitting someone why can't he force the ship from flying away and keep it there for like two more seconds so they can get on and get their people you know what i mean like
1: that that that, that gets used in in one of the new films
2: yeah make that make sense to me like come on people it's,
1: that honestly i think is I, I Lindsay just asked that question we were watching mandalorian the other day and mm-hmm. she said the same thing like why isn't he doing this this or this i think it comes down to the two things realistically it's the writers yeah like they if if you did that all the time it would kind of be you know all right well what was the you just walk in and break everyone's neck real quick that's what know. i'm saying but the other thing yeah. is if if you're thinking about it in terms of that world that universe that reality it takes a lot of concentration to use it it's yeah. like another appendage so while you're worrying about this thing barreling down at you you also have to think I don't know what it means to use the force, but I imagine it takes a lot of concentration and a lot of extra mm-hmm. brain power and you're already worrying about defending yourself with a with a sword and also doing that. Mm. I, I think that level of Jedi masterism, once you get up there, then you can start yes. doing that.
0: And like one, the Mandalorian, I feel like, gave me at least the best context for what using the force is like because mm-hmm. they have a character who's a youngling and he is like tiny little baby kind of a thing. And he uses the force, and then he has to take a nap because he's exhausted from, from using the force. Sure. So having that little bit of context of like, okay, it takes just a lot from you. And then as he gets older, you see him using the force more and being more comfortable with it, yada, yada, yada. But having that baseline of it's not something that comes supernaturally and easily like walking or talking. It's just it's force if you
1: only watch the mandalorian you're going to think the force is the ability to do really cool backflips
0: <laughs> That's i know all it is. like we're using the force
2: we're using the force to be like ninjas on the battlefield but we're not yeah. using the force when we're hanging from a cliff to like ninja backflip ourselves back onto the land like why are we not using it then where is the force in that moment <laughs> i don't know
1: who pointed yeah. it out but someone said Why don't Jedi's just keep turning off their opponents' lightsabers in battles? Like, Like,
0: come on. (laughs) Honestly, I I will say someone probably did that at one point, and then they started just making lightsabers like with a force protector. Or like, there's probably some (laughs) lore that explains. But if the force is
2: everything, there is no force protector. Even the force protector (laughs) is the force. But here's my question, because because (laughs) Buck brought up something about like the force being an appendage. Speaking of appendages. What is this obsession with cutting off everybody's arms and legs all the time? (laughs) Everybody's (laughs) cutting off an arm or a leg. I'm like, what like you're making life just so much more inconvenient. You're not killing your opponent. You're just inconveniencing your opponent over and over again. Like when Anakin like lost legs and arm, I was like, well, like, my dude, finish the job, Obi-Wan. Finish the job. (laughs) You have to go for the head. (laughs) Like i've seen thor do this
1: i know what's supposed to happen here
2: yeah go for the head (laughs) goodness gracious finish the job like don't just but it was the thing i was like because then my husband was like well he loves him he doesn't want to kill him so he's letting him burn alive in the lava he's letting that do the job like that's worse than if he just goes and finishes it and then everyone's fine and everyone's better at that point Not that i'm saying anakin needs to die he's so good in him i get that but like what is with the, like, and then when, when, when he cut Luke's arm off, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, we're just all cutting off arms and legs all the time. This is so extra. Yeah. But Ooh. I felt like it was unnecessary, the amount of appendages that were lost. Also, the random lightning power, I'm like, oh, so now <laughs> there's lightning power? Like, we're just introducing a new thing. And, like, is the lightning power more powerful? Also, also, why did the lightning power, like, warp? how Mr. Bad Guy looked, but then Luke is getting like 15 minutes straight of lightning power and then still looks the same.
1: Darn good point. I think that's a difference in the films. Uh, I I don't, I always bumped on the fact that the Sith got lightning power. The Jedi's never really used that. And Christina, correct me if I'm wrong. I've never seen a Jedi use the light force lightning where Yoda 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 did. did.
0: Yeah. I okay. Do. And 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 in seven eight nine there's a use of it as well. Jedi's. Yes.
1: Who in seven Ray. eight nine would have used it? There was only one Jedi. There's literally a movie mm-hmm. called Last Jedi. There's one. <laughs> the
0: last. Rey would technically count as a Jedi.
1: She used it. <clears throat> okay. To,
0: for the for the. Yes. For the, she does. The, the holding the rocks up thing no 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 there's the the i i feel like i don't want to spoiler alert for caroline but like she uses it to zap a thing out of the sky and then she's like no well
1: and okay so and in, in those in those situ in that situation i saw that as sort of her battling light and dark and it, i yes. i guess my point is that like the Force lightning always seemed to be something that was a specific tool used by sith Whereas the, the, yes. the Jedi didn't have a force specific skill set that you only saw the Jedi's use. Like yeah. it, it seemed to be like everyone pulled from the same toolbox and then the Sith got to use this one, you know, often use this one other thing the Jedi's would not dare use. And because that's evil. I'm you like I wish they had he was something. fighting
2: like ugly face in the um in the <laughs> arena. <laughs> I'll go. I will say yeah. the
1: healing thing. I've never seen I've never seen a Sith use the healing. Mm-hmm. ability that we do see that happen i think yeah well i guess later yeah in the later ones okay maybe yeah. that's i'm over here answering my own questions all day i just
2: also okay <laughs> also uh, other question i said yeah i said to my husband i was like so let me get this right anakin anakin turns to the dark side to save padme and his kids and then has no qualms going and slaughtering like forty children. Yeah, what? Well,
1: thirty nine, if you count. If if you if you watch The Mandalorian, it's it's one less than you think.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> At least it's only thirty nine. Like, <laughs> like goes and kills all these kids, and he's just like, yeah. "That's fine because I'm saving kids." What? No,
0: that's not a good ratio, my like, dude.
2: I guess I just, also, 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 I said to my husband, I was like, how does anybody get trained as a Jedi when anybody with the force, the Jedi council is like, no, we will not train them. I'm like, then who does get picked? Because these people like Luke and like Anakin that have these high megalodoro, whatever count in their body, like. And they're like, no, we will not train you, highly talented person. And like, then who does get to be a Jedi? Because what the
1: heck? Midichlorians were a hot button issue in the in the and in the, was it nineties two thousand whenever the the original or the the one two and three came out. Yeah. Notice there was no mention of midichlorians in four, five, and six because they didn't exist in the seventies and eighties. That was oh. it was not a biological element to your body. You were not genetically predisposed to the force. Whereas yeah. that's what they wrote in, he wrote in later in the nineties, this genetic predisit predisposition Re- yeah. that you could test for. And it, it the the fans, the the young people who grew up on the originals were pretty pissed about it because it's like, why would you take something that kind of like people's faith in religion, like there you're, you're, there are stories behind it, but when you add that bit of definition, it takes away some of the mystery and mysticism and, and Mm. it now puts you in a new box that now you have to follow these rules. Yeah. People didn't like it.
0: Yeah. Understandable. Not everything needs to be explained. Sometimes it's just space magic.
2: Yeah. That's kind of the, uh, the summary of it all. It's like, you know what? Space magic is the answer. Also, um, big fan of Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan of episodes one, two, and three, I should say. I feel like Obi-Wan of four, five, and six. I didn't believe he was dead, like, the whole time. I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So you're telling me that, first of all, when Luke's aunt and uncle died, he, like, didn't even cry. He's standing there watching their burned corpses, which, by the way, graphic okay like (laughs) holy graphic (laughs) that moment was and he's just like oh they're dead bummer let's go on an adventure i'm like they raised you they're the only parents you've known and you're like yeah i'm gonna go with the crazy dude that everyone says is a looney tune named ben and i'm gonna go across space and time with him but then when vader kills obi-wan He just like vanishes into like a mist of robes. And then I'm like, okay, wait a second. So you're going to tell me that you gave, we got graphic burnt exposed skull corpses for his aunt and uncle, but Obi-Wan just kind of fades. Also wherever he went, is he naked now? Like he doesn't have
0: his robes. Where did he go? (laughs) Like (laughs) what the heck?
2: (laughs) What is happening?
0: Canonically now in my mind, all dead Jedi are nude. It's a nudist like, nudist, nudist after <laughs> <What? laughs>
2: Like we don't see him burning or anything. He just kind of like vanishes and leaves all clothes behind. Like where'd you go? Obi-Wan. The Jedi do that. They it's have a tendency so to random. do that. But when Yoda died, did I don't think he did that when he died. Yes. There are some He did. Okay. He disappeared.
1: Yeah. Now I have to go back and look. He disappears and the blankets go down. But, but his, I don't know if but we don't his know clothes, his clothes were still there. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Oh I, gosh. Yeah. Why? This, it, <laughs> I
1: guarantee this is not the you're not the first person to ask this question, but this is like, I do think, an important question.
2: It is an important yeah. question. But heck? when he sees them in like... ghost form, they're clothed. So I'm like, at least they're saving yes. our eyes in that regard. Also, the like the little sand desert people with the glowing oh, eyes. Yeah. I, as soon as they showed, up, I said, like, "I can't watch this. It's is gonna be nightmares. This is gonna give me nightmares. I can't watch these little people with glowing eyes in the dark corners watching you." Yeah. Absolutely not. No, I'm not doing this. Also, Man. were they utilizing children for this? Were the ch- were their children playing these roles?
1: Um, Probably. They they for the Ewoks, it was an army of
0: little people. That's what I was wondering. No, but yeah, some of them. Some of them are yeah are yeah and then others are kids okay i wasn't i sure. do think there's a mix <clears throat> i wasn't sure i'd have to look into that but yeah also
2: also like han and leia's relationship i'm like y'all low-key hate each other more than you like each other which is confusing me and also <laughs> when the big reveal happens and han is like oh you love luke I'll step aside I won't get in the way when Luke comes back and she's like no not like that he's my brother I was like why did Han not say you kiss your brother (laughs) why did why was why did he not think that like that was my first thought I was like if I was Han I'd be like hold up how long have you known he was your brother because you totally kissed him on the mouth
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) I have never kissed my brother on the mouth he looked very happy with the kiss on the mouth, too, I'm which saying. is the part I like, like. A little more like, what the fuck? Ah, be asking more questions. More questions. Like, also, also, the fact that, like, the handful of people like Ben knew that these kids might meet one day and, like, kind of set them on track to doing mm-hmm. that. Oh, that was my other question.
2: He- that was my other question. Why did we have to split up the kids? Because Darth didn't know that there was two of them. So I actually feel like it would be a better story to keep them together because he's out here looking for one
0: kid. Padme didn't have twins.
2: Who are these two? Right. Exactly. I feel like it's a better cover story to keep them together because it's going to like keep it more of a secret. Why did we have to split them up?
0: (laughs) Because a lot
1: of it was written after the fact, too. I think. Yeah, that too. One, two and three were. I mean, I think this main story existed, but the details like, especially all the stuff you see in episode three, they're trying to cap off things for continuity so that it rolls into four, five and six easily because they yeah. were written mm-hmm. 20 years
2: mm-hmm.
1: prior. So how do we how do we make sure everything melds? So uh, some of the mm-hmm. the things that you're concerned about is in them just forcing stuff in place so that it yeah. fits into into episode four.
2: Yeah, because the other yes. thing is, I was like, I actually feel like Anakin could have been good if the jedi council was a little nicer to him like oh yeah i feel like my my guy samuel l jackson i'm like you are not filled with peace you some jedi you are you are not filled with peace my dude like you have a
0: you have it out for anakin (laughs) yeah and and fun trivia fact before you ask why does why is he the only one with a purple lightsaber (laughs) do you know the answer to this
2: honestly i I have not really i wasn't really paying close attention to the colors of the lightsaber
0: I was wondering if if this Sorry. was the next ca- question that was going to be coming, um, but he has a purple one because he's Samuel L. Jackson, and he just asked, "Hey, can I have a purple?" Did he one? really yeah. for the movie? Yeah, that's amazing. And they just said, "They just said Samuel L. Jackson."
2: Yeah, you get a heck yeah. One that.
0: That's amazing. I'm pretty
1: sure the hilt says like "bad motherfucker" on it too. That's oh hilarious. Hilarious.
0: yeah no it's like that's hilarious. Th- that's That's one thing I love. And the colors of the lightsaber apparently have some meaning. I got enough again. the red ones were the bad ones.
2: Like, I got that enough.
0: Like, the blue and the green ones, though, that initially was one color because of the tech available at the time for CGI. And then they switched to the other color Hmm. when the tech changed, Hmm. is my recollection of it. So that's why and again when the movies were remastered, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they also switched what some of the colors of the lightsabers were. Interesting. So that's another tell of which version you're watching, I believe. Yeah. Is which color are the sabers.
1: Yeah, These VHS I... that I have are pre remaster.
0: Now you're gonna mm-hmm. go watch them.
1: Well, no, I was compare, gonna No. I was gonna send them to you.
2: Oh, I, I don't think have a VHS them. player, but that's really oh, nice. Any of you. thrift
1: store is gonna have that for ten bucks. But true. it's true. Um I think watching them Without the added special effects, there's something you have to put yourself in the place of somebody in in 1980 who had never seen what we know, like what you, you know, watching the Marvel films and how easy it is to create those worlds. It was, I think a lot of the love and the passion people have for it is tied to the fact that it's the first time they ever saw that come to life. Yeah. In that way. Oh,
2: I, lo- I enjoyed them. I've definitely enjoyed them. I think it's a great story. I think it's like, again, it set the scene and the stage for like most of the movies that we see today. It's, it's incredible. And I, I even see building. like, yeah, in my love for Marvel, I see how Marvel was largely <laughs> inspired by a lot of the stuff that happened in Star Wars. Um, last like theory question I have, because I noticed in episodes one, two, and three, that there's like a hairstyle thing for if you're a master versus if you're an apprentice versus if you're like not a Jedi or whatever, because when you're like learning, you have the rat tail and the little braid. Yep, <laughs> That was a choice. <laughs> and, and I was like, cause, cause at first in the first one we see Obi-Wan, he's got, he's Mr. Like shave head, rat tail, braid. And, um, we see absolute G of liam neeson who i adore with like mr like goldilocks and then episode two we see obi-wan's like he's getting the flow because he's a master now when you're a master you get to grow your hair out when you're Mm -hmm. an apprentice you you have your special thing and we see anakin with his like little apprentice haircut why is he allowed to grow his hair out in episode three he's not a master
1: I think he was. I don't know if it's master, or if like, I don't know if you're making the distinction.
0: Yeah, because but... there's there's a pre- there's Padawan. Yeah, which I think is when you have the braid. Yeah, Padawan Jedi Master. Right, like like Padawan Jedi Knight Master. Once you're right. Jedi,
1: I think you can grow your hair out, and they do.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think yeah. it's only the caveat is when you are a Padawan. You need the rat tail. You need the rat tail. So like, okay, then a bunch of the honest. young. Even a bunch of the young, 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 younglings. And I think you only become a Padawan once you have your mentor. Right. So there's a stage before Padawan. Right. When you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. I was, I thought he was still tech because he's still technically under Obi-Wan. Like Obi-Wan is still technically his like mentor. Yes. Yes. So I was like, Why so, does he have his haircut? Like, why does he have his like his little rat tail moment? But he, maybe there's a specific challenge they have to go through that. There's we don't the trials. I know they have to go through the trials, like, and maybe he's already okay. done the trials.
0: Maybe that's then. Maybe he's yeah, done the trials. I don't. I wasn't sure, I but yeah, I feel like this is opening up just the gateway of like let's deep dive into all the Star Wars lore now yeah. and like answer all of these questions yeah. quick to the wiki page.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. my girl Padme. I don't know if I said this on the record previously, but my girl Pammy was ignoring all the red flags. I was like, ma'am, there's so many red flags here. And conversations that I feel like we can have that would like resolve things.
0: Right? That we're not having. <laughs> like, and honestly, so many things, even, even without the red flags, just how Anakin talks. And it's just like, I don't like sand. <laughs> it gets everywhere. And I'm like, this is who you fell in love with? This fantastic master of words, like, like, even just as average Joe, no red flags. I'm like, oh, honey, no. I also, Padme yeah. Amidala, like, <laughs> like, you she should be queen. dating someone. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like, do you know who you should be dating? You should be dating, like, I don't know, some intergalactic superstar yeah. who like rules count. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. She should be dating another like top-notch fantastic not 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 this basic like off-brand this
2: generic (laughs) and i i I did i did notice like some of those moments that were really weird because it was like she was clearly saying no and like he was not taking no for an answer and i was like we need to learn what consent means anakin but like the cultural shift but also also I felt like some of it was not really like Hayden Christensen's fault. Like some of it was some of the oh, no. some of the writing. I was like, really? That was that was what we decided to write for him to say there. Like he didn't give him more. We need to, we need to give him some context that he can give to the people. Like him just standing and staring out the window crying. I'm like, what is he crying about? What are we crying about? What's the struggle? You need to give us the struggle. I don't see the struggle. <laughs> but I love Padme. I think she's great. I think Hayden Christensen did a great job. Um, Yeah. And he is a great Anakin. And um, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. But yeah, there's, um, there's a lot still I need to learn in it. I, I, I recognize that, but yes. Yeah. Oh, also Uh, side note, and this might be a very unpopular opinion. Jar Jar is super annoying to me. He's really, oh no, everyone thinks that
1: everyone thought that yeah and he got like that actor who played him got a lot of flack in the 90s for that and it wasn't really his fault he's just an actor got hired for it
0: yeah yeah you do what the script and director tells you you are
1: like he he apparently vessel got depressed and suicidal due to public backlash he gets redemption once you get caught up the actor gets redemption
2: and, I don't have yeah. anything against the actor. I have everything against the choices of Jar Jar. I'm like, why?
0: <sighs> Who? Yeah, why? Why was this created? <laughs> yes. George Lucas said it this?
1: was because it's for the kids. This movie, these movies were made for kids. I, has
0: he ever met a child? Well, so we the kids
2: have didn't mind them. children slaughter in the well, movies.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that the, the for reporter. The kids. Was... <laughs> <laughs> His defense. I'm not defending him. I'm saying what his defense was, which was (laughs) when I watched the original films, I was a child and I loved them. I love the Ewoks. And then Jar Jar is the comedy relief that the kids were supposed to be attracted to um, in the next set of films. Gotcha. And that us as adults were supposed to go, huh? Yeah. And, you know... No. Because we always say, you ruin my childhood. Every time George Lucas did something different to Star Wars, you ruin my childhood. Yeah. It's always what everyone said.
0: Yeah. And... Well, it's like you're not a child anymore. Some of this isn't for you. Yeah. Exactly. Which is fair. But I, I still stand by the fact that Jar Jar Binks was not the right way for the kids. Ewoks like... are for the kids. Yeah. Ewoks like are, are for the kids. Those are those are adorable and funny. Like,
2: and, and the thing is you... the actual comedic. Like actual comedic relief. Yeah.
0: You you can write a character that is funny and entertaining for the kids without it being horrifically nail scratchingly annoying.
2: I'm so like, glad that I'm right in this opinion
0: because I felt like yeah, I was about to oh,
2: offend yeah. you guys so hard and tell you that, and I was like preparing myself to like nah.
0: be wrong. And
1: you a good, good Star Wars fan.
0: Like, Thanks. and <laughs> honestly, I think I think so much of Jar Jar would have been redeemable, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's for the kids. It's a little funny, whatever. If they just had a different voice acting style like just just have jar jar not have his like own specific dialogue like just talk normal yeah have like just, a three-year-old's completely...
2: vocabulary essentially yeah like... like
0: just just don't there's no need for for this this special jar jar dialect talk no, no need for that baby talk yeah just it's an adult creature. Have it speak like an adult. Yeah. I do wonder Just... if
1: today, if that were done today, that people would have an issue with it. People who speak broken English or people who speak English poorly. So say like the stereotypically mm-hmm. in the South when, you know, that certain d- dialects down there use words differently or people from other countries yeah. come to the US and, and they're assumed less intelligent because they can't speak the language clearly yet. Oh, no, you're a physics professor in bulgaria but mm-hmm. your english is just bad yeah and i wonder if that were if jar jar was done today if people would be like you're just make making some just because they don't speak english clearly or well as, as yeah that's know. a good
2: point that's a valid point yeah
1: but, um yeah that's I the know, summary of my thoughts that's awesome <laughs> i'm i'm very excited to have you on board
2: we're on board uh,
1: the TV shows. I'm excited to
2: like Ray I I'm excited to like Ray yeah oh
0: yeah no she's fantastic
1: she's you're still gonna have the same sort of like what the hell <laughs> question <laughs> where's
0: everybody's clothes okay <laughs> uh, especially this last this last trilogy is like the example to use of why you should always have an outline before you start anything okay like. Okay. I was Always really have confused by
1: that. How did Ryan Johnson write a film that's <clears throat> after the sequel to some a film someone else wrote? Like none of that made sense to me. They were writing them as they went.
0: Like, you know, you're doing a trilogy. Start with your main plot line that you want to cover over all three movies mm-hmm. and make sure you cover that and like split it up into the three. And then, yes, if directors want to add their own fun little side quests, yeah, of course, that's within their creative freedoms. But, like, no, you have to ahead of time, if you're doing a trilogy, map it out. Like, a high school teacher isn't going to let you freehand an essay. Why are you doing this with a multi-billion dollar franchise? You dumbass.
1: One good thing, and this will answer Caroline's question, you earlier were cr- criticizing the Jedi Council for being, like, not letting people, you know, become Jedis or being very strict about that and being kind of dickish. The next three movies really—I think we grew up with the notion of that the Jedi were infallible and all, you know, all good and all knowing or whatever. The next three movies really put it in perspective that, like, the Jedi Council and the Jedi community—just because they were on the side of good doesn't mean they were always Mm. right—and lets you kind of under, like, see where their their faults may have lied, and that. It gets examined a little bit in that way, and you can see, like, all right, yeah.
2: Okay. But- <laughs>